You're listening to the podcast, Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here's your host, Carlos Avalon. I should have asked you for your number, and if you'd like for me to go, because I think I really... And once again, coming to you from beautiful, downtown beautiful Palm Springs, California, where this weekend, another festive weekend, it's White Party Weekend, and uh, it's an amazing weekend in Palm Springs, one of many throughout the year, another one of my favorite weekends, and the town is packed. Actually, I just drove by Arenas Road, our equivalent to San Francisco's Castro Street, and it is packed, and Oh, beautiful scenery out there. And uh, the weekend will, of course, end with fireworks. And uh, again, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we're probably one of the few towns, cities, that has fireworks uh, events uh, about four or five times a year. Most is just New Year's Eve and Fourth of July. So it's amazing to live in Palm Springs, and I call it uh, uh, a great Palm Springs, a beach resort, atmosphere, and lifestyle in the middle of the desert. Now remember, I've said that before, I've used that slogan before, I came up with it first, so if uh, our Chamber of Commerce or City Hall uh, starts um, using it, I have the copyright to it, right? I mean, it's here first, I did it first. Anyway, all that aside, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, uh, the fact that Hollywood, the writer's strike. Now, you're all probably aware of it, not only in America, but worldwide, because without the writer, there is no great show. And the sad part why I'm supporting it is that I've learned with this writer's strike that some writers that you would think, okay, a hit TV show, a hit movie, wow, stars making $20 million per picture, that the writers were home free and having a rich lifestyle, not so. And that brings me to also what's going on with musicians and entertainers. When I started in the business, as I've mentioned before, you could be a no-name star, as I was when I started, and I'll tell them I've never made the big time or else I'd be set for retirement. But um, we could make what I refer to as a middle-class income in America performing only. Not a part-time musician, as my dad always had been, but as a full-time musician with no second, no regular job. And um, because Ramada Inn, Holiday Inn, uh, hotels all over the country had a band they booked six nights a week, five nights a week, providing lodging for, that's why we were able to tour, and the paycheck gave us all. Not only the, the main act, that, of course the leader of the band always made a little more money, as was my case, but musicians were paid a living, a very well middle-class paycheck at the end of the week. Well, that is gone. So, comparing the writer's strike to what's going on with musicians that used to be professional like me, I'm not performing right now. There are no venues that can sustain 
an income for me to be making a middle-class, even lower middle-class lifestyle. Many, what they're paying is actually poverty wages. And that, uh, I guess what I'm getting at, that has got to change. I, um, uh, I think, I really think, I've talked to some musicians, that we all need to go on strike. We all need to stop performing, period. I mean, I once uh, saw an essay, I think it was NPR, in California, called A Day Without a Mexican. And it was, um, the gist of it was that if uh, all our Mexican friends walked off the jobs tomorrow, hotels would have to close down, restaurants would have to close down, and Latin American folks in general, uh, which... I'm not even going to talk about what's going on on the border right now. But believe me, we have to appreciate our Latin friends and Latin workers. The work ethic of my Latin friends is second to none. I mean, uh, the best work ethic they have. But um, our American young boys, most of them, and girls, a little spoiled, let's face it. That's the fact. And uh, we've had it made for so long. So... A day without a musician would actually, would actually maybe make an, uh, uh, be effective. Uh, I'm not starting that push. I'm just making, trying to make you think of what's going on in the music business, which uh, I never thought that rioters of hit TV shows couldn't make at least a regular, even lower middle class income. And they've had to take off on regular jobs in order to survive. And that's not only unfair, it's sad. And in the richest nation, supposedly under the sun, it shouldn't happen. The same with musicians. So I just saw a few advertisements actually of a, um, a couple of clubs. Oh, live entertainment tonight. Okay, very nice. They're providing a little musician, but... Some of these are paying for two or three hours of music, $150, which would be okay if they booked that act seven nights a week. Then maybe you add 150 times seven and you don't need another job. You, you're on lower wage uh, uh, income, but you're surviving and you're making a living at it. That's not the case. So um, uh, you see that everywhere. And the, those of you that go in and love it and so on, and hopefully you tip the artist. But something, something is wrong here. And then you have these artists that are very talented. They are wonderful. But they never uh, stu stuck it out. They never went all the way, even though they could have been just as good. They never had what it takes to take the risk of trying to be just full-time musicians, so they got regular jobs, which is fine, and more power to them. They're set for retirement, they have 401ks, and they play on weekends, and they're supplementing their income. I know a, a musician that collects guitars, he's got, bought all his guitars from his side job, which was performing on weekends, but he had a very fat salary, regular weekly job. Okay, I admire those. Well, in a way, I could say I envy them. 
because they're set, but those are also indirectly taking a job away from the musician that has been doing it full-time as a professional, and then they're competing with those artists that really don't need. They, they could do it for the love of the art and do it for free. Now, I'm not just uh, suggesting that. You pay for talent, and talent deserves to be paid. But I'm, I guess I'm a little torn with what's going on, uh, demoralized, disappointed with, with what's going on with the ability for a, a, an artist, a singer, uh, a guitarist. Uh, what saved me is I play piano, so I can get one of those small gigs one, one night a week at a club and still survive. What if you're just a singer? And you can't back yourself in an instrument. Sure, there's now the tracks and all the technology, and you can uh, use tracks and be performing. Still, the business has gone the wrong direction. I I don't have I don't have um, an answer to it. I just want my audience to be understanding of what's going on in show business. For instance, I'm not booked right now. I'm doing some private parties. But I'm ready to do a big show. Of course, I'm the first to admit my name does not justify the, the is not big enough for the casino down the street to book Carlos Avalon for the weekend because will they come? Well, no. If you don't know Carlos Avalon, you're not going to go see Carlos Avalon. I have a very small niche market that I can still attempt to do some shows in. But um, uh, so the question is, okay, um, if people ask, oh, you're not performing. Oh, we don't want to call Carlos Avalon. Oh, I'm able and ready and I have shows prepared to perform for a price. Now, we did something rather bold and very unusual in my website. We, I talked to one of my closest advisors and we decided, you know what? Put your rates on the website. People call you. Yeah, go to my website. Right now, after this, you'll hear this. Go to my website, carlosavalon.com and forward slash the contact page or anywhere on the contact page or show date pages. You will find my website and you will find the rates. Sure, I still do house concerts. And it's for a very affordable rate. I still do. Um, uh, I still do shows, but for not such an affordable rate. And then going back to what I just said, contradicting myself. Oh, if you're not well known to the point that the uh, the club knows it'll pack the house and therefore make enough to pay your rate. Well, if they can't, if I can't present what I feel I can and give them a show if I, uh, the show costs so much if i can't do it the way i think it should be done then fine i'm not doing it so i guess that's i'm okay with that it's my own uh, loss but i'm okay with that so uh, be aware that there are my rates there you want to uh, hire me for an event a house concert it's there the rate you want my show you want to come see my show well my concert with 10-piece bands, the rates are there. So go check that out. Actually, spend a little time on my website. First of all, 
Every artist that has a website needs the hits. The reason why there's no advertising on my website yet is because it doesn't have enough hits. So please go to my website, carlosavalon.com. Those of you that aren't too aware of the whole internet thing still, a lot of my age group fans are older www.carlosavalon.com But again, on the contact page, there are rates. There are rates for bookings. There are rates for my show. Those of you that have seen me in concert with 10-piece band at a theater, well, guess what that show would cost. That show now we're asking from $17,500 to $22,000. Sure, the calls are not coming in, but that's okay. That is the price for me to deliver the show that I need to deliver with 10 pieces, violins, horns, uh, uh, theatrical effects on stage, lighting proper, um, lighting and so on. So, one day, one day I'll get that offer, and one day we'll entertain doing it. Dinner show in a small supper club. Well, for that one, I like to have at least five pieces, two seven pieces. Well, that's anywhere from six to ten thousand dollars because that's the cost of doing the show. I'm a professional still. I haven't given that up. Meaning, to rehearse, I pay my musicians. There's many out there that it's still uh, for the love of the art rehearsing. Well, I will not call a musician to play for me without knowing that I'm going to treat him as a professional that he deserves to be treated as. So I pay for rehearsals. How do you think? Actually, my 40th anniversary concert, when I see the video, there were a few kinks there that I know had we had just one more rehearsal, we would have been that better prepared. And so we had two rehearsals. Now I know that I need at least three rehearsals. Now, yes, some bands rehearse hundreds of, um, well, dozens of hours and two or three weeks at a time to deliver. But the kind of musician I'm calling reads music. He's a professional. He's working on the stages backing up uh, Les Miserables when, uh, when these Broadway shows come to San Francisco. It's working on the house, man. So they cost. Do you know that, from what I've heard, Taylor Swift, superstar, of course, but even Taylor Swift's concert cost, are you ready for this? $100 million to produce. So before going out to the first concert, of course, she'll bring 10 times that in, in her tour. But production for a superstar is 100000 So how can a little guy my, uh, like me not do at least a little production? So the production of putting my 10-piece band theater-type show with um, video screens, with proper lighting and so on, is about seventeen to 22000 in today's dollars. And here's the thing. Out of that, after the agent and the promoter gets a little cut, I'm lucky 
to walk into my bank and deposit for my life, for my career, two or $3,000. That's what's going on in the music business. Costs are prohibitive. And then we're not performing. But I'm not giving up. I'm still going for it. Sure. There are so many other ways that you can get backing. But backing used to be much easier. By backing, I mean investors. My show at the Sundowner Hotel in Reno, Nevada, the closest I came to a showroom gig in a major casino town in America, that show had investors. But and that was before we opened about a $20,000 production back then. And in today's dollars, it would have been, what, double or more, $60,000 production. But that show ran for three months, and it did not recoup the investors the money they had put into it. So I've kind of slowed down <laughs> having the, the salesmanship, the, the, uh, what it takes to go and ask people for, for, to invest in the career. So everything I've been doing, I've been funding myself and with the help of very close friends. Anyway, no guests this time. I just wanted to put out there what's going on in the business, why I'm really not performing, because sure, I probably could be at the, neighborhood bar making what they're offering, maybe a $150. Hey, if I have to go and drive for Lyft to make $150, I might prefer to do that. Then, And it's not that I think I'm better and, and worth more than $150, but I'm trying to prove a point. So I, I still am trying to figure out a way of getting involved in a way of connecting with starting some type of organization that maybe I've mentioned to friends, uh, hey, if I were a superstar that I could put the funds into it, I'd start a program called a foundation called Adopt a Musician. So you adopt a musician that you like, that you believe in, and you fund that musician. So that's another thing that maybe I'll copyright right here. Adopt a Musician. I came up with that slogan. But anyways, sorry to if uh, I'm just rambling on, but you have to understand what's going on in the business, why some of us are not performing. It's almost the costs are prohibitive because it's always a catch-22. You have to, uh, um, got to have a gig before you can get one. Your name has to be, be big enough to guarantee at least 100 people at that restaurant. Uh, 500 people at that small theater, and so on. So I'm dealing with that. I'm working with that. I'm not throwing in the towel. Next year is 50th anniversary. I want to do something. Somehow, somewhere, someday, it's going to happen, and it's going to be bigger and bigger because I know I can deliver that show that you deserve to see, not just a performer sitting alone in the corner playing a piano. And, oh, speaking of adopting, of funding a musician, hey, you want to help out? Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Carlos Avalon. Send us a donation, at least to keep the podcast going. Thanks to Michael Adele for editing the podcast. Thanks to Bruce uh, 
Federico Ramirez for a great guest last episode that people are still talking about. And, as I always say, that's it for now. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Please join us again in two weeks for another episode of Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Someday.